go start of the new week finally newsletters are out and uh been a while since i talked about what's happening in ukraine well the socials are pushing it forward so and (laughs) of all things my ukrainian teacher keeps on giving me articles about it and of course uh keep in mind if china's talking about a rejuvenation of its nation they're probably looking north too not just those uh soviet non-states that they were talking about reading the storm before the calm by george freeman i've uh, had this book on my radar for a while finally uh managed to uh, find a copy and uh, may will be busy for many many reasons least of all which i booked all of my uh, language classes so uh this should be interesting and busy monday april 24th 2023 i'm steven sirsky your expat in Beijing, and this is my uh, daily audio digest. Record this uh, Monday to Friday, post it up on my website, stevensiski.com. So I keep track of all the different creative projects I do, and uh, also my travel blog as well. Uh, I also have a newsletter out there. I've been uh, this is a this newsletter form actually has uh, sort of rejuvenated my own writing, um, and I let it sort of go by the wayside writing that is for quite a while because one of the things I found when I was sitting down to write on WordPress. I would put it away and I'd be like, oh, I gotta think about it, I gotta edit it, I gotta do it one more time. But this way, with the newsletter, uh, I am able to, what would you say, um, there's more of a deadline. So this week, like every weekend, I write one newsletter and I send it out. Whether or not I should um, sort of publish the whole blog post within the newsletter or if I should just send clips... That's something I've been debating over uh, over the last little while. Anyway, you can head over to my website and subscribe to that as well. It's on Substack, stevensirsky.substack.com is the address for the newsletter. Right on, Ukraine, WTF. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> you know, I've been, every time I turn on... Every time I open up Twitter, it does not, does not make me happy at all. It is not something that is conducive to me like oh yeah that's uh that's interesting that's great to know no it's more along the lines of like it's literally a record of war and of people hating on elon musk and what he's doing with twitter which i don't know why they care why do people care what musk does with twitter he bought a company okay he was literally a massive huge public figure and who's Launching rockets, built a car company, uh, helped uh, found PayPal. I mean, these are things that you can say he's no good at anything, which I've heard people say, Going, but he's been at the front of all that, okay? And then he very publicly took over another public company. Isn't that the dream? Like, <laughs> all these haters, isn't that what you'd like to do? Is Well, if I had a million dollars, if I ran Twitter, I wouldn't. Like, that... There, those are the criticisms you would level, and he did it. So, kudos to that guy for pulling that off. Anyway, his platform, Twitter, is uh, currently pumping up um, Ukraine news. And so this is, I'm not sure if to laugh, cry, or... I wouldn't cry because it doesn't doesn't affect me that much. I'm to laugh or be very, very concerned. And it seems to be a one-off sort of uh it's an isolated incident incident and i wonder because like, you haven't heard it from anybody else but the narrative that this guy was spouting is 
maybe it's a, an indication of what goes on in the back rooms of some of these political offices. Uh, but to, to clarify, Lu Xiaoye Lu is the uh, Chinese ambassador to France, and he speaks convincing French. Um, and I guess he has to. He was on some news broadcast last week, and he was saying, well, these former Soviet states, they're not even countries. There's no international agreement. I'm going, wait a minute, what? <laughs> First of all, what? I, yeah? Th that seems strange to me that there's no international agreement. Number two, he made reference to a bunch of other countries, like the Baltic states, and like in Finland, and um, Norway, and all these places. And they're all like, uh, what? Like Latvia as well? And they're, like, they're like, what? Um First of all, Soviet occupation of our lands was a Soviet occupation. We weren't Soviet before that. We never were. It was Soviet occupation. And the funny thing is that if you do turn... Because he was saying that these Soviet states aren't countries. These post-Soviet states. We're going, wait a minute. So, But um, the, the country to the north that is the friend of your country is also post-Soviet. That, that there, like... They are also post-Soviet. So are you saying that, and this is where, this is this is what kind of makes me go, huh, what are they really trying to do? Because if they don't see that, any post-Soviet state as a internationally recognized Soviet uh, like a, a sovereign country, I go, then, wait a minute, are you looking north to Siberia? Because there has been talk about that before. And this is what makes me concerned. I go, don't tell me that they're pulling, what is it called, a rope-a-dope or something like that? In boxing, where you uh, mislead where your 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 opponent, uh, like you fake to the left and you go right sort of thing, or um, something along those lines. But I got that from the Broken Arrow movie, so um, it's been a while since I've watched it. Uh, also, maybe you should double-check that fact check. So I don't know what to make of that. Uh, I did, I found it kind of interesting that he said it so stone-faced, like very stoically said, like, as if it was some sort of fact. You're going, what are you guys going on about? Now, the other thing that seems to happen, again, the, the Twitter algorithm pushed these Ukraine feeds up to my, uh, you know, to, to the forefront, and I'm reading some of the updates, and I, I'll tell you, it, it doesn't make me happy to read this stuff at all. Um, and it gives me a couple of maps and stuff like that. And so far, the uh, um, the, the war is settled along that sort of in the Donetsk region, the Donbass area region, uh, and, uh, and has stayed there. Basically, it's sort of a stalemate. Now, there's um, if the munitions drawdown is happening in the west that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, is that happening in Russia too? And Russia can't move all of its troops to to Ukraine. So you kind of see what China is looking at, going, well, go ahead, go to war. I mean, if it's a regional dispute, a territorial dispute, have at it. Because every weapon that they pull from the far east of Russia, I mean, it's just one less that's going to be there. You know, should another part of the post-Soviet state be unrecognized? Ah, yeah, complicated. Actually, it seems very simple, to tell you the truth. It, uh, it, and it's very concerning, and I don't know what to think of it, to tell you the truth. Um, it, it's... Is this... who? Let's put it this way. This next decade, what's going to happen? At the beginning of 2010s, 
did you understand what was going to, did you have an idea of what was going to happen over the next 10 years? What about the 2000s, right? What about the 1990s? Okay, 1990s, I don't remember very much. I mean, it's still growing up and everything. But later on, like that, that I mean, obviously high school and university uh, started at the end of that decade. It's go, looking forward of all the, the very scary real things that are going on right now. Actually, with 1990s, I remember the Iraq War. That was uh, like Desert Storm, right? Because I remember that. It was on the news. Um, not only was it on the news, I remember the video games coming out after, right? So isn't that sad? Right, and then nine, like two thousands, two thousand one. That's nine eleven, and then the uh, the subsequent evasion of Iraq again, <laughs> Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan, uh, Afghanistan and Iraq, uh, and how fast it happened as well. Like just how blitzkrieg the uh, or just how fast I should say how how quickly the uh, United States troops basically toppled <laughs> what was going on over there it was actually quite amazing to tell you the truth. Uh, and it sort of showed the the, uh, the muscle that uh, the United States military has. That, of course, dragged on for another 20 years. So if that's the case, like looking forward from 2020s, 2023, next 10 years, like, is it safe to live in China? Is it a good base of operations? Is it safe to travel? Is it, like, the next 7 to 10 years... What do you see happening? I don't think AI is going to take over. That's just not going to happen. I doubt it. Is the Ukraine war going to end in that time? Or is it going to keep on going? Is uh, like What's China going to do in that time? You know, A lot of people say that China's uh, going through a, a population decline. I'm going, but on a day-to-day basis, do you, do you see things deteriorating at all? And I'm speaking to expats in China and Chinese people themselves... Um, the, what do you see going on? Like, is there some sort of, is there a decline going on that you can actually see happening? Because I'm not seeing it. I don't see a decline. I see sort of more of the status quo. It's same, same as it sort of was. There aren't as many huge changes as you hear about from the 2010s to the 2020s that a lot of the, the grand, the elders, and then of course the grand elders who've been in, uh, uh, in China for that long. But, in my time, I mean, basically what's happened is there's just been more subway stations opened up. Even, and there's just lots of malls, but there's no real new fancy mall opening up. There's no new major stores or chains or anything opening. It's um, Granted, COVID really did quell that sort of growth, but with the the uh, the government policies against uh, education and uh, against uh, technology over the last few years. I mean that really stalled things. And I'm, was it just them? Was it going to happen anyway? Uh, was it COVID? So all those factors really did lead to a stalemate in the country. And when people talk about this economic slowdown or recession or depression or whatever eshin you want, this being on the ground, what what do you see? happening where is it slowing down are you able to get less food are uh, are you able to travel farther or shorter uh what are you using to travel with now these days are you still taking the taxis are you taking subway are you taking a bicycle are you flying very much what are your travel plans i mean are you do you, do you want to go anywhere in the next uh, little while even if, if it's for a day or two days um i know for a lot of my colleagues 
it's it's work because it's it's, a lot of us are finally restarting work after i hate to call it a three-year vacation because it wasn't it was a paranoia and very panic panicky induced time off uh inundated uh saturated panic saturated time off where you just didn't know what was going to happen you didn't know when it was going to end and now that it has ended, even though they keep on popping up these uh, headlines every now and then with like, oh, coronavirus again, coronavirus again. What's going to happen six months from now? One year, three years, five years, ten years. Do you guys even think of this? <laughs> like, Does anyone else think of this stuff or is, am, I, am I, you know, talking to an empty room here? Wait a minute, Stephen. <laughs> Maybe you are. Ah, uh, anyway, so, um, yes, I am continuing on with my Ukrainian classes, and uh, at least for the next month, this actually, I, uh, so six weeks to Ukrainian, basically, and I say Ukrainian because I'm, I'm making a concerted effort to study Ukrainian before my travels this summer. Now, I haven't booked any flights, I should probably get on that. Uh, I do not want a repeat of Hong Kong, and it's not as easy to take the train over there anymore, um, and uh, I would like to solidify a few things anyway now that i have actually march motion i've pretty much uploaded finally uploaded the rest of the videos i think i have one more to upload and then that's done my may my may you make your movie video creative project that i'm going to start at the beginning of may a lot more flexible a lot different so going to be a lot more uh, able to um, deal with a few other things namely um, travel plans returning to canada plans uh studying ukrainian and then also putting Chinese on the back burner a little bit, just so I'll be able to focus on Ukraine as well. If you're interested in how I'm going to approach this and want to follow along, I'm actually posting uh, a lot of this to my uh, language vlog on my YouTube channel, and then also to the language vlog newsletter that I publish, also available on Substack. So that's stevenslanguagevlog.substack.com. Created with the names, right? So throughout the month of May... I think I have a Ukrainian class just about every day. Uh, and if I have, uh, so I, this is what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to have a reading class and two or three conversational classes. Uh, I've put Chinese, if I can, I have it very short, like 30 minute conversation classes. And if I can, I might even put them at lunchtime. And then that way it'll leave the evening for video creation and the Ukrainian language. And then also, of course, looking ahead to uh, uh, the, the summer travel plans. You might be thinking, Steve, I mean, if, if you're talking about the, the war that's going on in Ukraine, um, you sure you want to go? And I'm kind of thinking, well, I'm seeing people travel throughout Europe, Poland, okay. Uh, Romania was another place I've seen people in. So uh, like that, that I see people visiting that I, I, I follow. I go, okay, so... It, that doesn't seem to be the unsafe portion of the trip. <laughs> the unsafe portion of the trip seems to be, um, most people would say it's living in China, but I, I, again, living here, things just seem to keep on going, status quo, nothing, there's no boat rocking here. Uh, but then again, I don't go very much farther than my, my compound uh, very often. Um, going into Poland, <clears throat> going into Ukraine, I, how far do I want to go? I'd like to, I, I, if I can, I'd like to go into Kiev, the the, uh, uh, the capital, uh, that far, um, just to have a look around, 
Uh, last time I was there is a very long time ago. I'd like to see, to sort of get a sense to see if anything's changed. Um, and actually, I was thinking of also picking up some books if I can. Because uh, I know you can get them a lot of them online, but you know what? Maybe I don't even need them. I mean, I buy two or three books, they're just going to sit here, right? Like, how often do you actually sit down to read a book anymore? And I, I'm guilty of this. I am guilty of this for sure. Uh, but uh, looking to do that. So that's the plan. That's the current plan, uh, especially with um, learning Ukrainian. So throughout the month of May, I will be focusing on the Ukrainian language. I want to see how much I can learn. I mean, I've been studying this language on and off. It's sort of been in, uh, I grew up with it. Um, I never was really proficient at it. So, but now that i you know, grown up, ish <laughs> uh, but i have this the space the time have the opportunity why not right have a go at it and see what uh how much i can get done in six weeks and then after this trip so this is mid-july you know come back to uh, china if i can get in uh for whatever reason don't ask me why just, ugh, every time and just start reevaluating, looking ahead to the next six months. So my, my first six-month plan, my half-year plan for uh, this year is sort of culminating in the next two months, May, June, and July. Next, next three months, I guess. But May is a big month with uh, video creation. June with actually departing China internationally for the uh, first time in a long time. And then July, being back in Canada for a while, then re- uh, uh, returning uh, to China. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to even fathom, like, what, what happened for the last four years? What have I been doing for the last three or four years? Uh, and I know what I've been doing because I've got a podcast and YouTube channel times four compared to what it was four years ago. I, I, I'm not kidding. Four years ago, three years ago, back in 2020, in 2019, I only had one YouTube channel. I didn't know how to make any others. I didn't have any podcasts. I only had one website, I mean, no newsletter. So all this has sort of sprung up. All the stuff that I'm talking about has sort of started in the last three years. Um, and actually, as I think of this right now, with the language vlog newsletter, the, I'm I'm going to create a language and culture podcast to go along with that, which I intend to publish if I can, primarily through Substack, just because it makes things easier, but I'll probably also put that onto um, Spotify as well, because, you know, why not? Why have two podcasts when you can have three? Am I right? Reading the Storm Before the Calm by George Friedman. I've talked about this guy before. Uh, he uh, is the uh, founder. He was the founder of Stratfor, and he is the founder of Geopolitical Futures now. He left Stratfor. I don't know why he did. Uh, but uh, they're basically, they're, they're geopolitical analysts, and I've always sort of admired their work um, because they're not like strictly political. They look more at thing. they look at a more of a, a, to, uh, a total, totalistic, a more complete sort of image of what's going on. They look at mountain boundaries, rivers, historical precedences, uh, they, some his, historic, like history, uh, political history as well. Uh, they look at some cultures. They have a lot of different writers and a lot. They have five or six core contributors that do a lot of analysis and sort of specialize in certain regions uh, of the world, like South America, Africa as well, uh, the Middle East, 
uh, parts of Europe and then, you know, also Ukraine and, um, and the other countries around there, China as well. They don't have as much for China, though, as I've noticed. It doesn't seem to get as much weight as uh, like more of American, uh, European, and even Slavic history to tell you a slavic treatment i guess you could say and of course like the middle east uh we're talking israeli and iran and all that all those like all that uh that place gets a lot of coverage in it probably because being a more of a uh, it's an american publication the involvement of the united states in the middle east has been so deep for the last 20 25 years 30 years that their analysis analysis sort of stems from that that approach that you know this is what's going on in that area right now so anyway he wrote this book called the storm before the calm which talks about and he published it back in 2020 and talks about the next decade uh and he's written a few books about this that's he's sort of um i wouldn't say he predicts he forecasts which is like a, a prediction but it's based on a bunch of other precedences so he he looks at a bunch of things like um what would you call it demographics uh he talks about uh, some historical uh, like rev- not revolution, yeah, revolutions, like when revolutions happen, but also cycles of history, 40 to 60 year, like technological cycles and stuff like that. Uh, and he's he's written, what was it, the, the next 100 years, the next decade, and then uh, he also wrote one about Europe, and but this one was his latest one, The Storm Before the Calm. This talks about, is more uh, United States-centric, and talks about how his two major uh, things happening at the same time, two major cycles that are uh, sort of colliding. They're both like demographic and they're social and they're political. Um, and so it's going to be very, it's going to be a turbulent decade, basically. He's saying that the reason why we're seeing, uh, like Trump was just sort of like a, a, a the tip of the iceberg, the 2020s was just the beginning of it. We're, we're not even halfway through this. And what we're going to see is that it's probably going to get a lot more murkier, muckier, dirtier over the next couple of years. And then by the 2030s, you're going to see this, you know, sort of rejuvenate and it's going to all change for the, uh, much for the better as well. Now, this, of course, has me thinking, as at the beginning of this episode, I was asking, like, what are you going to do in the next 10 years? What do you see changing? And this gets me because I'm going, that puts me very, very much older than I am. That puts me into a number where I could start, or I start calling people old, <laughs> you know? Oh, goodness. That, I mean, that's not a number I really want to think of. And I think of all the things that can happen in that time. Uh, I mean, we just had a, a pandemic, <laughs> right? Uh, I managed to learn a decent amount of Chinese, which scares me because... If it took that long to learn Chinese, how long would it take to learn, you know, some of the other Slavic languages I want? Or Arabic? Could I? Should I start that now? Do I want to start that now? What about the other languages? How long does it take you to learn a language? How can you do it when you have a full-time job? What about a wife and kids and stuff like that? What if you started a family? I can only imagine the insanity, the amount of time. It's Where do you find the time? Good question. The Storm Before the Calm by George Friedman. If you uh, are interested in some of the geopolitical sort of forces that are uh, acting and being exerting or exerting their influence on the United States right now, well worth the look. Their website has a few uh, free things as well. 
it's interesting uh, to have a look, but on your day-to-day life, you know what? Probably not going to change a whole lot. If anything, it gives you something to think about. It unsettles you enough that maybe you should polish up your resume and just be ready. Keep on reskilling. Don't don't set you know don't settle down and relax or take down your guard. I think you got to keep on going. All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Show notes and tracks up on my website, stevenstacy.com, and, of course, streaming on all the major platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, etc. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.